and welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. Oh, here we are. We're back. Let's go. There's a great energy in the gym. We're present, accounted for, and ready to bring the thunder. Or the lightning. Or the lightning. They often come together. Let's be honest. It's it's a great combo. It's a great combo. I'm glad to be here. It's great to be here. Something that I'm aware of, even though I don't really appreciate it all that much, is it's Halloween season. Yeah. And I was kind of thrust into it unexpectedly. I got home from work today. And I got to tell you, the house, here's here's the thing. The house smelled great. I had prepared a delicious soup. Put it in the crock pot this morning. So by this afternoon, it is it is blossomed, right? To full tasty fruition. The scent is wafting through the house. I walk in and I just oh yeah. It's time to eat. My wife goes, We're going trick-or-treating. Oh. So Ibot and go trick-or-treating over at the mall. Apparently they're doing an indoor trick-or-treating for, for the kiddos. Um which is fine. Great time. Great time. But I did have to wait about 90 minutes longer than I expected to, to be able to eat supper. And it did not deepen my love for Halloween, which is already a pretty thin love. More of a acceptance. I can't stand spooky season. Ugh. Like, I don't like being scared. I don't either. I don't care for I it. I think it's so dumb. I no. don't get, I don't, don't understand the concept of horror movies. No, to me, I don't it's get like, the appeal. Yeah. Why? Yeah. No, no. I just remember watching, Saw, like the first Saw movie, geez. When would that have come out? Like 18 years ago. And Danny Glover, who plays this like supposedly seasoned, really savvy detective in the movie, is in a gunfight. And he's got his back like to the bad guy. And he's hiding behind this post that's maybe six inches wide. It's like Danny it's not doing you any good. Like, you're going to get shot. He's like, all right, look over your shoulder. See where he is. It just lost all believability for me. I couldn't handle it. I can't do scary movies. I don't, I, again, I just don't like being scared. I don't care for it. I don't understand it. Now, on a positive Halloween note, the best Halloween costume that I ever had was my boy Eric and I were living together back in the Cedar Falls days. We love, and who doesn't love? Home Improvement, the show, right? Uh-huh. Tim Allen is Tim the Toolman Taylor. So Eric goes as Tim the Toolman Taylor, gets himself a nice tool belt, suspenders, tie, looks real sharp. I grab my flannel and I go as Al freaking Borland. And it was glorious. It was masterful. We could not have looked any better. It was great. It was great. And, and was, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever come up with a better Halloween costume. I think that's it. That's the pinnacle right there. Can't do it any better. So I haven't even tried since. I've retired. I'm done. It's over. I don't blame you. You. No, I was, uh, as a kid, I was Batman Beyond for two years in a row. That a boy. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. The Hulk one time. Uh, but then after that, I was just like, especially in college, I'm like, what can I throw together with the least amount of effort? Right. So, right. Junior year, I was Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. Last year, I went as Indiana Jones. Remember super, that? I remember super that. Super easy. Yep. Yep. You pulled off Indiana Jones quite well. Thank you. Crushed it. Thank you. Crushed it. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did a then, great job. And then Morty from Rick and Morty, which is literally a yellow t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> so, like, I killed it. 
That's great. But I'm like, I'm not striking a great balance between simple and effective. Right. Yeah. Like I was the Charlie Brown ghost one time. Okay. You know, okay. With all the sure. holes. Yep. That's super Sheet easy. over the head, a couple holes for eyes. That's great. Right. I got, I got, once I got to a certain age, I'm like, I'm going to do the easiest thing possible. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. If at some point in my adult life, I do the right thing and buy myself a Batman costume, like a really legit one. So not essentially a blown up bigger version of a kid's costume, but a like, like it looks like it came out of the comic. It looks like it came out of the comic book. I'm wearing that every Halloween. Oh, for sure. Every holla freaking ween. I've, I've thought about logistically getting a, a Deadpool costume. Sure. Like a real one. Sure. Cause that's what I would, but I know that I would wear that on non Halloween days. That's okay. Yeah, that's like, okay. I just go out to the no judgment here. That's great. That's great. So just like I was like, I might wear it too much. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So you're 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 showing some some restraint is the right. word, right? Because I feel like that suit will just give me an unprecedented amount of confidence. Mm. Hmm. Well, speaking of confident individuals that do not show restraint. You know, we went and saw the Black Adam movie, Riley. That was a good, that was a good transition. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Was, More often than not, they're yeah. extraordinarily forced. This one, I managed to yeah, this manage to get smooth. in there naturally. Felt really I, good about that. Felt really good about that. Every so often, the blind squirrel finds the nuts. Uh, Black Adam, starring Dwayne Johnson as The Rock, playing Teth Adam, his big screen introduction into the DCU. Uh, includes, of course, the Justice Society, Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher. A lot of great hero names in this movie, and it kind of makes me think. I wonder, are there other movies that have a better, just top to bottom lineup, just of flat out hero names? Like that's really good. Like imagine you've got, uh, is it Michael Buffer, right? The dude that has just that exquisite announcing voice. Like the let's get ready to rumble oh, guy. guy, right, right, and yeah. and if he's, I feel like it's Bruce Buffer. Buffer, I think is the right name. Anyway, like if he's going top to bottom with that lineup, Black Adam, Doctor Fate, just I would say that is one of the just phonetically strongest lineups you can possibly get. So I embrace it. I embrace it. I think the Suicide Squad would. Would rival it. There's a know, yep with javelin yep. and ooh yep. PDK, sure. you know Arms weasel yeah <laughs> weasel especially you know weasel yeah yeah that's that really strikes respect into the it, heart of opponents. It does. It does. So what you think of Black Adam, Riley? I loved it. Yeah, I surprisingly liked it a lot. Like it's great. That's what I wanted. I wanted mm. a comic. I, I I understood why critics aren't gonna like it. Sure. Just because. Sure. There's gonna be some detractors there. You gotta. Rem- you gotta know why you're going to this movie. You're going to watch people with superpowers beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. It's. It's like why you go to a Transformers movie. You're not Correct. going to a Transformers Correct. movie for the plot. Nope. You are going to a Transformers nope. movie to watch robots fight each other mm-hmm. to the death. And it's awesome. It is awesome. And it's awesome. And we've been we've been banging this drum about this movie. I think ever since it became a topic on our podcast, like, hey, this is probably what it's going to be. So enjoy it for what it is, not for what it's not supposed to be. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to 
this is not a movie you're going to go watch and come back home and think about your life and reflect and be like, no, no, there, there's nothing really, there's nothing really deeper there. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't need to change my life after watching that movie. No, it's, it's the Punisher with superpowers. Essentially, yeah. It was awesome. It's like, that was sweet. great. It was pretty sweet. It was great. And like, how many different ways can he kill people? Right? Many, many, pretty creative. I was, I was going in and I've said this the last podcast, I was a little worried about The Rock. Mm-hmm. And I was really worried about some dialogue yep. options. Yeah. But for the dialogue, he didn't really talk that much. Right. And I was kind of okay with it. Yeah. There, he just kind of had this brooding, like, man of few words vibe. There was very little dialogue on his end. And what dialogue there was revolved around, like, the same, I'm going to say, themes on a regular basis as far as hey hawkman get out of my way i'm gonna smoke you this guy's your enemy let me kill him or i'm not the hero right so try to remind you that quite a bit i'm not the hero i'm not the hero i'm not the hero i'm not the hero (laughs) he wasn't lying but he was being honest i mean yeah honest adam half the dialogue was hawkman being like this isn't what heroes do i'm not a hero Fist in the face. Yeah. It looked like it looked great. Every single character looked really solid. Even the relatively minor characters like Cyclone, it didn't look bad. It looked fine. It looked fine. But Black Adam looked terrific. Dr. Fate looked fantastic. Hawkman looked exquisite. Like they were, they were absolutely tremendous. They looked so good. It was awesome. So good. And when Black Adam like rebuilds his suit later in the movie, and now he's got the more crisp lightning bolt coming down the chest, and he's got the cape. I liked that. I liked that touch. That was unexpected, but I did like it. The cape is sweet. Yeah, it looked it looked really, really, really good. Was there anything from the movie that surprised you? That surprised me? Yeah. Not really. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I expected it to be. Yeah. I don't understand at all why Amanda Waller was in this movie. That is weird. I that is that it, she had no reason to be there. I have I, she, seriously like I it was never discussed or explained. Like she's dialoguing with Hawkman very early in the movie, but there's no mention of a Suicide Squad nope. or of her mentioning the Justice Society or why she and Hawkman are Bros. like right, like coordinating their efforts here. Right. Why was she so in it? Like Hawkman could have been operating independently for all we know. And apparently he's loaded because he has more money than Batman. That was sick. That was right. Right. Which okay, good for you. Um yeah, if if I think about it too much, there's certainly aspects of it that were just not explained at all. Not even underexplained, but just like, no, no, this is just how it is. Hawkman has a freaking mansion. Oodles, oodles, like more money than God kind of money. And he's on speaking terms with Amanda Waller. Okay. Yeah, so like my only thought process on that, because they said the Justice Society is like for world peace. Sure. Correct? Sure. So is this what she does above board? Mm Mm-hmm. Is the Justice Society what she's in charge of above board mm. and they don't know about the Suicide Squad? Okay. Okay. That's I my, like that theory. That's my only thought because 
I don't think Hawkman would willingly work with Amanda Waller. Yep. Just like Batman wouldn't willingly work with Amanda Waller. Sure. So, sure. And I think, well, I mean, was it the end of Batman versus Superman when her and Batman have that talk? Oh, wow. Or was that the end of the original Suicide Squad? Either way, they have that talk, yeah, and he's the like, end of the I know what you're doing, squad. you better be careful and watch yourself, is right. what he says. Right, yep. So, I don't, yep. that would be my guess. Well, and it's like you said, when we saw the trailer and we were making our predictions, how weird that they, and by they, we mean the DC overlords, just keep using Amanda Waller as like the common thread to tie off. It's like... <laughs> Like she's not Nick Fury, guys. That's she's not bringing saying. the band she, together. She's poor man's Nick Fury at she's, this point. She doesn't want to do that. No, no. She wants, she's all about control. It's yeah. It's a little more than a little odd, quite frankly. More than a little odd. She had. She literally had no reason to be there. No. And then I was no. very confused what the underwater prison was. <sighs> they, is is there an underwater prison in DC that I don't know about? Evidently, there is. Uh, that scene also, that, that scene probably out of all the scenes bothered me the most because he is freed from the autumn water prison. It's like, dude, just take your, take your breathing apparatus off. Right. Cause he's not like in water submerged right. at that point. So take it out of your mouth, sh say Shazam and it's go time. But instead he's fighting with it in his mouth and then he jumps in the water. I think it's cause maybe there's not a clear shot. That was that was a tough one to to right. justify. I was just like like I, I like the concept of the scene with Doctor Fate like reaching into the beyond, like it's just sick. it's flexing Doctor Fate's powers. Set that was badass. That's fantastic, and he's trying to keep Hawkman at bay to keep him from dying. He sacri it's the sacrifice play that again. Kudos to us. We predicted, called it a mile away. Called it, but sad, sad, but we crushed it. So up top, Chris by five. There you go. Uh, so a lot of the scene was, hey, this is great. This is worthwhile. It was just that particular execution of the Black Adam piece. I, did, I guess they wanted, I get it if they're like, hey, we want to show that he's a formidable dude without the superpowers. Like, okay, okay. Then have the magic somehow be blocked. There's like some kind of barrier. Like he says, Shazam, he can't turn into Shazam. So he's got to get to the surface in order to have access to the lightning. You know, come up with something, but yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, I was so confused. And then I was also like, why is there an American base secret prison in Antarctica? Yep, I was super confused. Yep, yep. Transformers. I feel like we should just say tra Transformers. We're like, eh, I can't think about it. Robots, robots, guys, robots. <laughs> I I did enjoy. I enjoyed the origin story overall i thought that was really well laid out i liked the so in the new 52 comic version of black adam he is in his introduction he, he's not very anti-hero he's pretty firmly in the villain camp like it shows his origin where he he steals like his son is the one that gets the powers initially from the wizards just like in the movie but in the comics he like pricks his son into saying the magic word to get rid of the powers. And then he like kills his kid. Like it's extraordinarily dark. Yeah, real dark. So really glad that they didn't go with that path. That would have been pretty, pretty tough, pretty unpleasant. And instead, I liked what they did with his son sacrificing himself for the sake of the father and how that sacrifice has just 
laid so heavily on Black Adam's soul ever since. That was great. That was really well done. Comic version, no bueno. No, thank you. No, no, too dark. Hard pass. so dirty. It is. It is. It's really, like, you read it like, whoa. Whoa. That's tough. That was something I didn't know going in his origin. Sure. But I, like, I picked up on it really quick when Mm -hmm. they first showed the the son. I was like, oh, he's the dad. He's for sure the dad. It was not not subtle. No. It it was, no. I was trying to figure out, like, how he got the powers. Mm -hmm. But that was the only thing. Because, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know his origin. Yeah. Like, I like the sons of the sons about to be killed by the king. The wizards pull him out of that, like, flex their magic, give him these abilities. They're honoring what they believe to be his worthiness as the hero. That's great. I think a lot of the origin was really well told. For as much as we're saying, yeah, the story was okay, that aspect of the story I thought was really sound. And that, hey, on account of the king knowing who this kid is, who his family is, now they're going after his family. All of this, all this makes makes a lot of sense. So that I thought was was really well told. Um, I wish they would have spent more time on how the Council of Wizards entombed Black Adam. Like that was really quickly done, right? right. And you only get that shot where the Council of Wizards is trying to subdue Black Adam, and he's just bam, 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 smoking him with the lightning until uh, only the one wizard that we now know as Shazam uh, remained. I wish there would have they would have spent some more time on that. I mean, maybe the maybe one of the best things I've said this about other movies and other shows. I wish they would have taken more time. It was not. It didn't feel like a short movie, but there were times where I thought, "Ooh, you, I'd like to see more of that." Right, like, right. let's linger here a little bit longer. So it could have it could have been longer, and I would have been there for it. Right. Yeah. But this is also this is one of those movies too where I wish it was like Marvel. Marvel would take notes because mm-hmm. I want more. I want more from Doctor Fate. Yep, I'm way more pumped for Doctor Fate than I've ever been for Doctor Strange. Mm. There's no there's no knock to yep. Doctor Strange. Yep, but like the build up for Doctor Fate was sick and executed so well. Yep, Hawkman was another one that surprised me. Agreed. I did not think I would like Hawkman as much. Yep. I would be cool with a series on Hawkman. You bet. That would be something I would get behind. Love I'd to be see like, more Hawkman. Let's go. Yeah. And the hype is there. Yep. Like, it's not like, oh, here's Moon Knight. Yep. And, and here's the deal. Even like, even Adam Smasher and Cyclone, like their characters, if you want, if I want to be fair, were woefully just underdeveloped. But the actor and the actress that played them, I found to be charismatic. It's like, I'd like more of those. I'd like more of them. Right. I just didn't think they, they had much to do. They don't need their own show. No, 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 they, no. They don't have enough hype for me to have be like, we need an Adam Smasher series. The Cyclone's like talking about her origin. Like, wasn't it her dad that experimented on on her? Like, so speaking of bad dads, there's another one for you. Um, Tough, bro. Tough. Henry freaking Winkler is the original Adam that Smasher. That's hilarious. It's incredible. It's incredible. So there's again, there's there's great pieces there. It's like let's let's flesh those let's flesh those out. Like I remember the Batman this March. <laughs> something that we commented on with that three hour runtime. It's like that's a confident move when you're going. Hey, this is the first Batman movie with this director with this actor, and we're gonna bang out a three hour beast for you. It's a really bold, really confident move. I, I think, I think DC had something here that could have been more than the two hours 
and a little bit of change that it was. I think it could have easily been a strong two hour and 15 minute uh, to two and a half hours. So I'd like to see a little more confidence there, like trust that, hey, these characters you've got are worth spending time on because we spent a good chunk of time, of course, with Black Adam, with Dr. Fate, with Hawkman. I I wanted to see more of Cyclone and wanted to see more of Adam Smasher. you just need a little more time. That, that's really all there is to it. So I think for me to want to see them again, I think they need to be a part of something else. Mm-hmm. So if they do just Justice Society thing, I right. think that's where they come into play the best. Because, yeah. But they have good building blocks, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good potential there as you have an opportunity to explore characters that would be hard to explore in the realm of the Justice League with a justice society as well. I think that's great. So I, I would like to see the Justice League get developed. I do want that. Like I want Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, that cosmic force, but something that's a little bit less cosmic at that justice society level. I, I'm, I'm here for that. I think that's great. I think it has an opportunity to be the best of, of both worlds where you get to see a lot of really outstanding characters that you wouldn't necessarily get to see at the Justice League level. So yeah, I, I enjoyed all the characters that they introduced in this movie. Um, no, no critiques there. Just want more of it. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, something that segues or is closely related to that is, of course, the end credits scene has Henry Cavill, which, again, somehow he's talking to Amanda Waller. Okay, moving on. Yeah, robots, for sure robots. Would, that's what also bothered me. There's no way Superman would be associated what with Amanda he? Waller. She's like, I'm gonna call in a favor. It's like, dude, what what is he what does he owe you? I don't think it I think it's nothing. Pretty sure it's nothing. Literally, Batman already was like, stay out of our business, and they were gonna leave Superman <laughs> alone. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, Henry Cavill makes an appearance for the first time in five years as Superman. Isn't that just hard to even believe? Wild. Uh, almost 10 years since Man of Steel, which came out in 2013. So that's as wild as it gets. But rolls into the end credits scene, has a bit of dialogue with Black Adam. They don't go fisticuffs or anything like that. But just refreshing, just encouraging, just a boon to my spirit to see Henry in the Superman suit and to know that He's not getting tugged away by the MCU. He's not Hercules. He is freaking Superman. I love that. Henry, as more Superman, let's go. You bet. You bet. And to hear him like speak about it in interviews this week after Black Adam has been released now for a few days, he had a quote where he said he's excited for the world to see a more, like, was it joyful Superman? Something to that extent. It's, it sounds like they're going to get away from the Zack Snyder-esque vibe. And Henry can pull that off. Oh, for sure. Because he can he can provide, I think, an outstanding balance of the somberness that is needed to bring some levity to that character. But he can also provide that, just that, that buoyancy, that hopefulness without it feeling forced or fake. So I'm I'm stoked. Like if they had tried to do some kind of a reset with this character with a different actor, that was gonna be a real barrier for me. A real barrier, because I think he is such an outstanding fit for the character. So couldn't be more excited about that. I'm all for it. And 
You know, I didn't. I still haven't seen Man of Steel, which is is smite probably. But it's okay. But uh, I I've, I've never had a problem with Henry Cavill. No, I think he's cool, dude. No, he's it's great. It's great. Um, also coming out of the the DC news realm, James Gunn is your story overlord for the DC movie world moving forward. I think he's got something like a five year contract. I love it. So that's a. That's good news. That's a decent chunk of time to leave an imprint and to prove that he deserves to be there for the long run. What do you what do you like about that news? Like what do you take away that's encouraging for you? There's I think there's good and bad. I think the good is you're gonna see a lot of cool character pulls. I think he's gonna he's gonna obviously have access to the entire toy toy box for yep. sure. They're gonna yep. be like, Oh, James, you wanna play with this character and this character? Go for it. It's all yours. So I think that's good. I Hope him picking obscure characters does not put a backseat to us seeing some main characters. Sure. That's the only thing I would be a little concerned about, but heck, mm. he made Guardians of the Galaxy relevant. I think the man can can handle the job just fine. Yep. So. Yep. It will be sad to see him not ever do a Guardians project again, but at the same time, it's we, like... We kind of knew that was coming, right? right. I mean, just with... The fact that it sure seemed like Guardians 3 was going to be the... The coup de grace. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think there's often you have the what seem to be the right people for the role that for one reason or another just don't, don't work out. And so I, I'm not sitting here saying James Gunn is a bad choice. I think it's a good choice on the surface. There's just... There's just no guarantees. It may work really well, and it, uh, it 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 may not. There's so much that that goes into that process. There's so much. Well, this is going to such a, sound like such a flowery way of saying this. There is a necessary unity of spirit that has to take place from whoever is that that top dude or dudette casting the vision down to the director. And then from there out to the, the the folks that are putting the screenplay together, cutting loose. I, I honestly think the actors and actresses make the least amount of difference in this. It's in terms of the story. The story is really what I'm getting at here. Obviously, the actors and actresses play a role, so I'm not trying to diminish that. But when it comes to picking the stories, picking the characters, and how they're going to work together, listen, the the actors and actresses generally don't have as much influence over that. It comes down to the folks putting the stories together, coordinating that sync, that synchronization, and can James Gunn do that? That that's totally a remain remaining to be seen. Even a guy like Kevin Feige that we hold in high regard, this past year and a half has been less than stellar from a Marvel point of view. Not terrible, but it just proves the dude is human, right? It also makes you wonder how much control. He actually has what a tough balance to strike right. because if it's just you get calling all the shots nobody's gonna want to work with you these are creative individuals that have a vision that they want to pursue and execute so there's a balance there that has to be struck and balance that, that's an elusive thing to find it's very easy to go too far one way or the other so it's you know i'm not digging on on kevin feige it's just the reality i think the brightest thing for this whole thing is it sounds like they're going to try to make a plan. Yes. What a novel idea. So if anything, even if it's a bad plan, it's a plan. 
if we learned anything from Black Adam, bad plan is better than no plan. And I think, I think, not certain, but I think they know they cannot do an alternate take on these characters. Because that was, frankly, Zack Snyder's vision, like with the Justice League, is he's He's taken about 60% of who these characters are. Then he's taken the remaining 40 and going to some pretty significant extremes or differences from their character canon. And that that doesn't work. Not with these well-known, well-established characters like Superman, Batman, like darker Superman. No, thank you. No, that's not why we, that's not what we're here for with Superman. This whole thing is hope. Yep. If he doesn't have hope, then he's not Superman. Yep, exactly. Um, so what's crazy or encouraging to me is in spite of that uh, that overall misfire or misinterpretation is that we still have an outstanding Superman that's in the bank, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, if they choose to bring him back. We don't know what the flip is going on with the Flash. We won't comment on that. We don't know what the flip's going on with Batman. We don't know what the flip's going on with Batman. So there's some pieces. There are some real gaps that need to be filled and resolved. But there are some really strong pieces to build off of, too. And with James, something that I am most encouraged by with him is he took that Suicide Squad movie, made an objectively better Suicide Suicide Squad movie than the first one. It just was. It was better in every way. And he took characters that were obscure and made them worthwhile. So I do think he gets it from a, hey, the characters are what matters in these stories right. perspective. So that, 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 as much as anything else, gives me hope. Like he took John freaking Cena as Peacemaker and turned him into a legitimate TV show that people watched and loved from that movie. Right. That's wild. You, we all would have lost money. If somebody had told us three years ago, hey, so there's going to be a show called The Peacemaker on HBO Max. It's going to be fantastic. What? What? No, hard pass. I'll put all my money against that happening. So he knows what he, he knows what he's right. doing when it comes to telling a good story and making a strong foundation with the character. So I'm, I'm hopeful. There's just so many pieces that have to, have to fall into place for it to work. So It takes so many people. To get that right. I just can't believe so. we're having the com- this conversation and one of the missing pieces is their best selling character. Yep. That's insane to me. Mm-hmm. And just make it Robert Pattinson. That dude would be your best bet. That's yeah. my opinion. Stick with Patty. I think that'd be great. I'm all in. I, I don't I, want I just, Ben Fleck. I, I don't even see how you can do it any other way how can you say no we're gonna have two batmen at the same oh hey they scrapped the batgirl movie and michael keaton was supposed to be batman in that so think about that good that got scrapped good so good honestly i think Fla- i think flashpoint's going through a bunch of reshoots so it would not be surprising if we just find out after the at the end of the movie okay this is your new flash this is your new batman because yep. we know the Flash is going to get recasted. There's always been there, there's already been heavy rumors about the next Flash. So the fact that I think we'll also see our new Batman, mm. or not our I shouldn't say necessarily new. I should say we'll see our confirmed DCU Batman. Sure, sure, yeah. I really hope it's Robert. 
I might riot if it's not. So. <laughs> Good to know. Which, well, speaking of Robert, I don't think we talked about this two times ago, but oh boy. I sent you that text. Oh. And they announced that Matt Reeves yep. is working on other mm. Batman villain-esque shows for right. HBO Max. You're right. Uh, Professor Pig, Clayface, Scarecrow, etc. I'm excited. This is going to be dope. We're finally getting a Batman where the world is being built. And there, it, it can handle that. Like there are, there are the characters to explore, to spend time with. That is, I think that is what makes Batman so unique is that his world is so exquisitely diverse that you can spend countless time in that world. Just, just mine it for all that it's worth. Right. It's your vibranium mound. Like just hang out there. And I think, I think it, and you can still include Batman in these. Correct. Like he, hundred percent. He only needs to show up in yep. maybe an episode, yeah, or two at the most, and just focus those first however many episodes you want on the character become or on the villain becoming the villain, right? And then their first interaction with Batman. Batman puts them into Arkham. Done. End of that. Uh, end of that series. Yep. And then you just have this, and so you already have this rich history of Batman taking out these villains. Like I'm so excited. There's yeah. so much potential. Yeah. And I love like Matt Reeves with the first one just did so good at world building mm -hmm. along with just mm -hmm. a good story. Right. Yeah. And none of what he did. And I, I doubt, I don't know, but I doubt this was much if at all in his periphery or thought process. But none of what he did excluded Robert Pattinson's Batman from getting folded into what DC is trying to build. Right. With the Justice League. Not his interpretation of the character, not the the age of the character. Uh, nothing. It, it, not, not like the technology of the character. It's It's so much in its infant stage of Batman that he has nothing but potential to both thrive in his own world and his own movies and the subsequent shows that are going to just flourish from that but also plug into these justice league style shows and movies so i it would be such a such a mistake if they go a different direction so i, I totally agree the most satis totally agree the most satisfying thing about it too hearing clayface's name mm. means and it's not because yeah. I'm a Clayface guy. It's more the fact that they're not going to stray away from the creepy, the weird, mm -hmm. the super powered villains that he might fight. So yep. if Bane comes back, we're going to get a comic accurate Bane. Mister mm. Freeze mm. isn't off the table. Like we have legitimate like. That's part of the that's part of why Batman yeah. is so cool because it's not just these street level mafia guys. Yep, he takes on super villains. Yeah. So I'm pumped. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. A lot of it, it's, it feels a little weird, but I think there's genuine optimism in our minds and, and hearts for, for what's coming with DC. So it'll be fascinating. I think two years from now is going to tell us a lot about the direction that it's, that it's headed.
So it, we we might be talking more DC than we might be talking Marvel, which is kind of insane. Yeah, and, and I think that would be completely unexpected. I think these things can go in cycles, right? right. Um, and what's encouraging to me, or just as a fan, is like, hey, it doesn't matter. Like we're we're winning either way. Either we're gonna have great DC content, we're gonna have great Marvel content. Perhaps, perhaps someday the stars will align and we'll get some some great content like on both sides. Maybe that's where we're headed. And again, like. Gosh, I feel like I have to keep hitting this, uh, you know, raising this flag, hitting the drum, whatever cliche you want to use. There have been some really good DC movies that I don't think people have given much of a chance. Shazam was really good. Aquaman was really Aquaman good. Was really good. I love Man of Steel. I know it gets ragged on, but I still think that was really stinking good. Wonder Woman was really good. Like there have been some really solid DC movies. There has not been the cohesion. There has not been that execution, but independently, there have been some terrific, terrific movies that I think have just been outstanding. So there's good content out there. And now that they have The Rock, like. It, that dude is a force. Man. Right. Like, you know, say what you want about him playing Black Adam. The dude is a is a marketing genius. He is. Like, he's he going to. He pretty much burst Black Adam into existence on, on screen anyways. There's no way if we didn't have The Rock, we wouldn't have had a Black Adam movie anytime Correct. soon. Correct. And now and or Hawkman or Dr. Fate, like any of these characters. I, I mainly credit him for getting Henry Cavill back because mm. that dude's like, yep, the whole time he got announced yep. as Black Adam, he's like, you know, it'd be pretty cool if Black Adam and Superman fought. Right. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty. And then all of a sudden you see Superman. Yeah. At the end of Black Adam. That's not by accident. No, not a coincidence. This dude is putting in the work. So yeah. yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a secret weapon there. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. No question. It's that, that's a really good point. That's a really good point, Riley. He uh he has exerted a lot of influence and someday we'll know more about what has led to James Gunn sliding into this role. Um, but the shakeup that has taken place at the top of Warner Bros. in the DC realm in particular, I think has had a good amount to do with The Rock and his, and I don't think it's, I, obviously I know some of it gets exaggerated for show, but he is a no BS dude. His opinion is what he stands by and sticks with. And I think, his forcefulness throughout this production process and his opportunity to get into a position of influence with DC has really impacted where we are and where we stand today with James Gunn having this opportunity. It just goes to show how important it is to cast people who like playing the characters Correct. that they're playing. Yep. That's a great point. If Henry Cavill didn't like playing Superman, he would not have come back. Mm-hmm. The fact that he came mm-hmm. back means he still wants to play Superman. That's insane. Chris Hemsworth playing Thor. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. Right. playing Iron Man. These yep. Chris Evans is not a good example, but because he's kind of been hit and miss on him wanting to play Captain America. Sure, sure. But he still he stuck with it for a good he, good decade, he though. Did. He yep. did. Yep. He put in the work. But like, no, you're absolutely right. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Yep. Hugh prime, Jackman is Wolverine. Prime examples. Those two are prime examples. Goodness. We would not have gotten Deadpool and Wolverine yep. in a movie yep. if it was not for Ryan Reynolds. That's a great point. And it flies right in the face of what I just said 
about actors and actresses not having much pull. And thank goodness for you because you're right. And uh, I, I think I might need to make a retraction. Can we edit that out of the podcast? <laughs> no, they need to see when you're wrong. I, I, yeah, they do. They do. And, and I'm right most of the time, but you just gave a lot of good examples of where I'm wrong. So it's not an all the time always. You're absolutely right. That is the best case scenario. And those examples are 100% on point, the influence that those individuals can have over the characters and the, the universe at large. So good call on your part. And kudos to you, Rock. I mean, I'm wearing your shirt today in honor of, in honor of what you pulled off, but you're, n- you're not wrong. That movie does not exist without The Rock just saying, hey, that's who I want to play because it's going to be awesome. Let's do something great with it. So it, whatever Black Adam is as a movie, all on The Rock. All on him. Yep. Right. Yeah. The only time I get a little scared is when Michael Jackson wanted to be Spider-Man or, uh, or Harrison nope. Ford being cast as the new Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, my gosh. I don't yeah. know if you heard that or not. Yeah, that you're is, right. You're right. Yeah. So that scares me because they picked a guy who is notorious for being like, I got to be this guy again. Just kill me. <laughs> All right. Like, I think he'll be fine. It's just so it's such an odd choice. Not an actor that yeah, is dude's like yeah. 80. Yeah. yeah, he's he's up there. But hey, rest in peace, William Hurt. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Bill. Tough break, bud. Yeah. All good. Thanks. All right. Well, that's a lot of good. That's a lot of good DC talk. Um, Another film that's coming out in the not too distant future, except it's on the Marvel side. Black Panther Wakanda forever comes out in a mere two weeks. That's wild stuff. It is crazy. It's coming. It is coming. It's coming in hot, Riles. It's coming in absolutely flaming hot. And I am looking forward to this more than I thought I would just two weeks out. Uh, even as recently as a couple months ago, I was going, eh. but once uh, once they started unleashing the marketing for this movie, releasing the footage, who oh boy, uh, I'm in. I've been on board ever since. They got me hooked pretty quickly, probably pretty easily too. The current published runtime, all right, is a crisp two hours and 41 minutes. So we're not going to get accused of a short film here, which I'm all for, all for. That's great. Obviously, we're dealing with the absence of T'Challa. That's significant. Uh, We are getting a number of new characters, significant new characters introduced. Most significant is Namor, King of Atlantis in the Marvel Universe. Um, We're also getting Ironheart, which I can't pretend that I know a whole heck of a lot about. So Riri Williams uh, is the name of that character. Those are the two main characters that are getting introduced in this film that we're aware of. There's a smattering of other uh, Atlantis-based. Yep, smaller, minor characters that we won't uh, spend a whole lot of time on. Right. But those are your two two primary new intros in this character, excuse me, in this movie. So two hours and 41 minutes, that's a lot of time to spend with some characters that have not been the primary focus of the Black Panther movie previously. They've been in there, but this is a bold, bold take, and I love it. I love it. 
I'm very excited for this. Where's your hype meter on this one right now? It's getting there. It's yep. getting there. I think for me, it's just really tough to not have Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Like Black Panther and Namor's dynamic in the comics is just phenomenal. Yep. So to see that, yep. like the first opportunity that we could have seen that on screen, it just hurts so much because you know T'Challa, like Chadwick Boseman would have killed it against yep. Namor. It would have been yep. amazing. So yep. that I think that just hurts. But Correct. I think this movie is also going to reflect that hurt in a sense. Like, yeah, very much so, right? Very much leaning into it. If the if the marketing is to be is to be believed, which how else do you do it, right? You right. can't uh, can't sidestep it. So uh, I have no idea from a story perspective um, how they're going to choose to address T'Challa's passing, but pretty clear that they're uh, being really upfront with, hey, he has passed away. So there there's no there's obviously no snap involved um i assume it's going to be something entirely off screen i don't think they're going to have any archived footage uh to really pull at us and i I don't think they're going to try and do i don't think they're going to try and do anything over the top you know i think it'll be rather low-key as far as i wouldn't be surprised they do hey he, he just got sick and died right like something fairly on the nose for uh, how Chadwick passed away. See, I can I kind of hope they don't. I hope they kind of like kind of go Atlantis assassinated him. Right. Cuz then you know, it'd be way like first of all, you establish Namor as this badass. Mm-hmm. In the sense that he can put a hit on a king and it, it'll get done. And then that, like, that would do it. I don't know. It would just I think it would just add a lot of fuel to this conflict. You know, cuz it it's going to be political a little bit, but that's that's Wakanda. Sure. Like, and sure. by political, I mean like just from a government's politic, not from a Republican Democrat. You know mm. what I'm saying? Sure. Like, it's a, it's going to be like governments. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or kingdoms, if you want. Kingdoms, if yeah. You will. Yep. I like that. Um, so, I hope I hope he gets like a really cool like death scene or something like mm. that or mm-hmm. like you know you could you could literally have it where black panther somebody's in the black panther suit true fighting true. and then gets stabbed yeah. or whatever sure however you want to take him out yeah i i just think that adds more weight to his death in the mcu okay. as if he's murdered okay instead of just like oh man mm-hmm like him getting sick and dying kind of is like sad, especially with all the Wakandan technology sure. involved. Sure. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll try and tie it back into this snap in some way. I I don't know. I don't know. But tough. It'll, it'll just be really interesting because I don't think there's ever been a movie, at least in my lifetime, where an actor, a significant actor, died. Oh. In a franchise no there's and not now the second they're they continue with the second movie in the franchise and they address the death yeah like this is one of the few if not only movies where it's like this is fully for him yep yeah so i think there's just gonna it's gonna yeah in that respect it's gonna be unlike anything we've uh like anything we've seen we might cry mm-hmm. yeah like legit like cry not like me crying when toby Maguire hits the big screen in spider-man again like 
Worthy tears, though. <laughs> Worthy tears. Like actual, like sadness. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, hope you know, hopefully for not for our sake, but just for others' sake. Like this is this is a truly unique situation in the sense that uh, we don't have to, you know, nobody has to experience this again. Because by all accounts, Chadwick was an outstanding, uh, outstanding human. Outside of the obvious uh, success that he had in his profession and in his prime in his profession correct he was like correct one of the most in-demand actors yeah yep and i remember seeing him in 42 the jackie robinson movie movie terrific terrific portrayal and he seemed to have that unique uh unique desire to play characters that were meaningful right right? not just entertaining but had um had an impactful story to tell so we'll always you know be blessed by his performances on the screen. I think it's great that, and in particularly meaningful, that he was uh, such a gem off the screen as well because there's too many stories that that have and will continue to come out about other actors and actresses that just don't treat people well, right, or with any modicum of respect. And so it's a shame that uh, that he's lost to us, but that's going to be really unique in this in this experience that's going to be a, a significant part of it of trying to process that reality that uh that uh, he's he's no longer here and, and never will be so fascinating to see so along those lines part of what we need to get into with black panther coming on the horizon what we're looking forward to and also make a few predictions as per usual one thing that i'm looking forward to quite a bit is i have been delighted by the design of the Atlantean kingdom. Like it feels very Aztec, which I couldn't have told you was going to be a thing. And as far as I know, is not necessarily a pull directly from the Marvel comics. I don't think it is. I, I think in the Marvel comics, Namor's weirdly a white dude and he's ruling over all these blue Atlanteans. Isn't that odd that he's white, the rest are blue? Yeah, and I, and maybe I'm just showing my comic ignorance here, but I don't know that that's ever really explained i just know he's a mutant yep and so i think there's going to be more you know the the aztec piece here is going to be leaned into as far as the there's going to be some explanation for hey here's why the atlanteans are all blue and you've got their their king who's uh pierced by the sun right pierced be of mexican descent beautifully so by the sun i think there's going to be a really really strong origin story that we're going to get the character of Namor. And part of what I'm looking forward to is he is obviously the adversary here for the Wakandans that we've come to know and love. But I think he's going to be a pretty tough guy to root against because I think there's going to be some real relatability to his origin story that we're just going to want him to, hey, can you just, can you just get to the good side, please? Can you turn to the good side? Because, right. oh yeah, I think seeing him fight against the Wakandans is going to be pretty conflicting emotionally. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I've already said it before. I want him to be a dick. <laughs> it's like, that's that's my my push right there. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, so, yeah, it plays into the badass. He's not easy to work with in the yeah, comics. I want him Not to a be good a, teammate. I want him to be, like, I think that's what makes Namor such a cool character is, dude's badass. Mm-hmm. He gets it done. He's mm-hmm. kind of like Black Adam in that he, sense. Right. He's extraordinarily cocky, but... For good reason, he just doesn't lose. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's 
the king. Mm-hmm. So he gets it done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go through the roster. And we can even do a short version here. There is one character that I have become convinced is going to die. Is going to die. Because I am almost like, I don't think anyone's going to die. You don't think anybody's going to die? I think I think them losing their main character Hard is going to be tough enough. Is going to be tough enough. Yep. So from a marketing point of view, it's been revealed pretty clearly that Shuri is going to don the Black Panther suit. Which, Colton. Yep. But yep. totally cool with it. That that kind of follows the comics. Again, yep. too soon. But again, this is and was forced a little bit. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Here's who, and I and I want what you said to be true. That no one dies because I don't want any of these characters to go. I'm really worried that Mbaku is gonna die. I don't think so. I'm really worried that Namor is gonna kill him. Nope. Really worried. Really, nope. really worried. I think, I think he's gonna become the man ape. Mm-hmm. In this movie, okay, okay it, his own suit because, and here's I, why. I, I want you to be right. I want you. Here I just have to say it. I want you to be right. Why? Black Panther. There's a power vacuum. Mm-hmm. He's gonna think that Shuri's not ready. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. They're not gonna give him the Black Panther mantle, right. so right. he's gonna go his own route. Finds the man ape route, becomes a man ape. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fight, mm-hmm. fight, fight. Loses. <laughs> Doesn't die, but loses, and then that's when Shuri steps in and finishes the job. I love it. Namor. I love that it. That is my prediction. <laughs> that's a really well fleshed out prediction. I don't think he'll die. Okay. I okay. I, I hope want, you're right. And it's, hope you're right. It's mainly it's mainly out of the fact I just want him to get a power boost. Sure. I want him to get a power boost. Yep. And I want him to be a little different than Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I did. He doesn't have the heart-shaped herb. He's got a he's got a, a different a different plant, a different piece of produce that okay. gives him the juice. Yes. <laughs> he eats the heart of an ape. <laughs> becomes becomes the man. Yes. <laughs> Better than what I was gonna say. Kills fifty apes. <laughs> I had to restrict eats, the, eats them raw myself because it, it would not have come out right. <laughs> Anyways, good good restraint. Good restraint. <laughs> I would love it. Oh, that's I would love great. Because he's such a cool character. I want yeah. him to get that, that boost. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want him to die at all. At all. My my thought process often, and this is a similar way of looking at the Dr. Fate prediction, okay? But it's like, out of the characters that we know that are in this movie, who, if they died, who would be most impactful? And I think if Namor killed M'Baku, that would be a really strong, it'd be tough to watch, be tough to absorb, and it would elevate Namor into a certain stratosphere of, ooh, so that's that's how tough this dude is. See, and I don't want that. I don't want that. I think if we're going impactful, I would have to say the mom. Okay, yep, good. Because sure good. you would have lost sure. Sure. her dad. Not disagreeing. Would have lost her brother. And then would have lost her mom. Mm-hmm. And her mom, I think, from what it looks like, okay, is taking over the the uh, the rule, the reign, the, the reign. Yep. Yes, that's the word yep. I wanted. I was yep. gonna say king kingship, but that's not the right, right. word. So yeah, because I think it looks like she's gonna be the queen, right? For the right. Yep. Till they find the new leader. Yep. Um. So for me, that would just be like 
Can you imagine in mm. this like eight year span, Wakanda lost three leaders? Yep. Okay. Okay. Not that's that's a worthwhile pull on your part. Yeah. I don't think she will because you kill another person from that royal family. That sucks, man. That's tough. Tough that's run for I, the royals. That's why I'm like, I don't think the guys. Tough. But somebody run for the royals. Right. I feel like somebody's got to die, though, on the Atlantean side just to get them pissed off. Yep. You know? Yeah. We, we just don't have any. We, we don't know who is out there to die. We don't know who it is that's. Namor's uh, that's dad. Yeah. We don't know. No. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the origin of Namor. I really am. I think that's going to be great to just delve into and dwell in. So love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Let's keep moving. Um, briefly. Briefly, I think we can come back to this on a later pod and delve into it a little bit more. But briefly, Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer dropped. Quantum Mania. Dude, I'm stoked. Yeah. This movie's going to be sick. Yeah. Kang looks like a force. By the way, Jonathan Majors. Oh. His. Yeah. Yeah. His vari- variety or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That dude is react. He has gotten himself credited for Creed Three. It's, it's ridiculous. Jacked. It's just cartoonish. It like, is. He is. It is terrifying. It is. It is. Like, so for him to come in and play like a warrior Kang, dope. Instant credibility. Right. Yeah. Pulls I, off the physicality. New problem. No problem. And I'm excited because we're getting Kang kind of like in a bunch of different stuff, and right. kind of building up just how badass kang is yep so yep i'm super excited about that bill murray is in this movie somehow i don't know what he's doing he probably doesn't either no No, he probably doesn't either um it looks like looks like janet's actually gonna get some yep valuable screen time cassie lang's getting some time i'm excited for her too i think we're getting the young avengers yep slowly teased throughout Yep. yep but uh this movie looks Dope. It feels like oh, this is the second one besides Black Panther. This is right. the only other one where it actually feels like there's weight mm. to this movie. This is what Thor was missing. Yes. Weight. Yep. So, yep. and by Agreed. the way, do you know how pissed off I'm going to be if Ant-Man and the Wasp is more seriously toned than Thor with Thor the God Butcher? What an insult. But anywho, I am super stoked about this movie. Get Modoc, ready, it might be. <laughs> it might be. Modoc, I think, is going to be in it. So mm-hmm. actually, I know he's going to be in it, which we didn't see him at all in that yeah. trailer. Yeah. So I'm excited for that, too. I think Modoc done done right would be really cool addition. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, this feels it feels a lot like what I think thought and what we thought Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was going to be. Like we thought, and correct me if, if you're remembering this differently than I do, but we thought that movie was going to be an unfolding and an opening up of what's coming next in the MCU. Like a lot of both good stuff in the present for us to watch and enjoy, but also set up for the future. And it really stayed self-contained. Right. Right. This does not feel self-contained. This feels very much like obviously another Ant-Man and the Wasp adventure, but 
much more so setting up what is to come with the right. introduction of Kang in particular. It feels kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. where it showed how strong Thanos was mm, and how much sure. of a force and influence sure. he had in the galaxy. Yep. Yep. This feels like, okay, this is going to show how big how of a... How formidable Kang is. This is Yeah, this yeah. is going to show how legit Kang is. Yep. Uh, and... I mean, who knows what the quantum realm is going to be like? I think that'll be fun to explore too. It looks sure, like there's a punch going on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, we won't we won't spend more time on that because I think we can we can circle back, dive into that more in the future. But we did want to hit that since that was a recent piece of news. Okay, it is time for another classic. JP and the Beans five. Today's topic was inspired by the news that. Boy Beans referenced earlier with uh, our guy Matt Reeves developing TV shows with other Batman characters, Clayface, Scarecrow, and Professor Pig, and got us talking and thinking about, hey, who are some of the weirdest villains out there that we know of? And there's countless options here, but leaning into the leaning into the weird, not necessarily dumb or stupid, but just flat out strange and bizarre. So we've each come up with a top five of our weirdest villains. And I think there's a good chance our number one is going to be the same. Because I, I, yeah, there's a good chance. But hey, we won't spoil it. We're going to take it per usual from five all the way to number one. And we're very excited to share this with you. All right. Number five. Would you like to go first? I can. Why Would don't you? Like you? Me to? Why don't you? Kick us off. Um, I think it's more, even more fun to uh, have their aliases as well, because it just adds a little, okay. a little okay. fun, a little vibe. So, Ganya, that's no, great. Number five. And by the way, I told this to Jordan too before we went in. Mm -hmm. I had to restrain myself from this list being entirely Batman villains. Oh my goodness. Yes. There are three Batman villains on this list. Two are not. And I had to go out of my way, out of my way in research to find these. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's that's fair. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more as we go through this list. That's 100% could just be five weirdest villains and, and, and they're just Batman. Yeah. yeah. I did my study. So appreciate you. Good uh, number, research. Number five, I have Abner Krill, aka the polka dot man. The man mm. who uses polka dots mm -hmm. to do stuff. Mm -hmm. The fact that that's his theme. That's so weird. It's like that is the vibe of campy 1960s villain. <laughs> All in one. Now, as you know, James Gunn did a fantastic job with that character on screen. Somehow. But somehow. Right. But that is. What you saw on screen is actually pretty accurate to the comic. So I don't know if he's got the whole like love it. All the dots hurt, but <laughs> but yes, that is number five. That's great. Me. That's great. Great number five. All right. My number five, and I love what you're doing with the, the aliases. I wish I would have thought of that. I don't have that, so I'm just leaning straight into the character names. My number five is Mandrill. So the freaking baboon-like character from Marvel Comics, all right? He, he legitimately looks like a mandrill, a.k.a. baboon. His superpower is that he, you know, aside from having heightened physical abilities, because all these characters do, apparently, but he uh, secretes a pheromone that makes him irresistible to women. 
It's super uncomfortable. So literally a baboon that women flock towards. That's that's what he's got going for him. Freaking mad drill. That's such an odd. So he can control women. That, that's such it's an... uncomfortable. As a monkey, though. It's uh, as a freaking like monkey. Like he had to be a monkey to get that. Yep. Yep. That's the sacrifice he made. Just imagine Donkey Kong doing that. That's just insane Dude. to me. Dude. Donkey Kong with all the princesses in Mario. It's so weird. It's it's very uncomfortable. You think about it too much and it gets worse. It doesn't get better. It's just, a, oh, no, not good. So that's that's my number, my number five. Okay. Jerome Beachman. That's his name's Jerome. It's not better. No. It's not better. <laughs> What's up, Jerome? Okay. He has like a Dracula cape. It's not good. No, he looks terrible. It's I don't I don't understand how he's real. He and somehow he showed up in the uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes cartoon that my kids have watched, that I've watched, and it's a great cartoon. Right. But he shows up in one of those episodes. It's like, what's, what's this guy doing Did here? His power set actually was it the same? I don't remember. Yes. But I think it was more Black like Widow and the Wasp. I think it was more like right. I, th I think it was more like telekinetic than uh, over women. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they made it a little more family friendly. But it was it was still like who the flip is this clown? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, my number four is from the world of DC, a Superman adversary, Bizarro. Oh, that's a fair one. Yeah. Uh, Bizarro. So the the premise of the character that that is that he's supposed to be the opposite of Superman, but it's one of those really awkward, weird blends where okay, if you're the opposite of Superman, like he's the opposite in a lot of ways. So for example, instead of freeze breath, he has fire breath. Dope though. Okay, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, instead of being uh, intelligent, he is dumb as a rock. Uh. But shouldn't he also therefore be like extraordinarily weak and like burrowing underground instead of being able to fly well, and strong? The thing about this, Superman's like, not like a, a genius by any means. Sometimes he is, though. It just depends on the comic book writer. Like some some of these writers give him like extraordinarily or extraordinary like mental abilities and acumen. And others are like, eh. I mean, he, I eh. guess he's like, kind of like the Flash in the sense where he can read a book and like. Right. Right. Point, it all depends. It all depends on the author that you read. Right. But Bizarro is just one of those that's always felt very odd to me, especially whenever someone tries to make him a really formidable foe to Superman. It's like, eh. it's just, it's an awkward fit. Doesn't really do it for me. So there's my number four, Bizarro. Just a weird, weird amalgamation of some things are opposite and yet others just aren't. So my number four. Is Paul Decker, mm -hmm. aka Crazy Quilt, mm -hmm. who was a painter who was driven insane. I feel like that's gotta have happened to more, more and, painters. And the fat and like he did like here the best part is causing him to commit crimes themed around colors and quilts. Oh boy, it doesn't get better. It's so strange. <laughs> so weird. And I think there was a point where he became more of a Robin villain than a Batman yeah, villain. Boy. Which is sad. That is sad. That's not what so, you want to hear. Hey, no. so who are you? You've been fighting Robin. And? That's it. That's it. Oh. And he's giving you trouble. <laughs> right? And you're struggling with this? He's 10. Ah. He's a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy quote. 
Number four. Now, number three. Number three. Okay, this one's a fun one. Love it. And I don't know if you have Oh, this has been this. great. This has been great. Let me... Uh, no, I love the variety we've got so far. This is outstanding. This is... We're doing really good. Yeah. Um, This one... And by the way, I read his entire backstory and it is absolutely insane. So, uh, Lester Verde, a.k.a. Dr. Bong. What? And his goodness. and his uh, his mask is a is a bell. Doctor. Yeah. So this is the messed up part. So he was like bullied as a kid, and then his mom was like, he came up with some insult to with his mother, and she's like, "You're pretty. You should become a writer." And so he learns how to write. Oh boy. And pretty much, he's so good at writing, he can like influence people to like change their minds on stuff. So like he gets. He gets like a guide to like have to break up with this girl. And then because of all these things that he like said about this guy that weren't true. And then he dies in a car accident by, by happenstance and just little stuff like this. How, it's insane. How are these characters real? And he first fought Howard the Duck. Oh boy. Because he was going after this yep. girl that he was obsessed with in college yep. and forced her to marry him. Yep. Knock off Prince Farquaad. Wow. Yeah. It's wow. pretty. Doctor Freaking Bong. That, that's that's going to be the best name out of any of these characters. And the best part is the way they beat him is they were already married and he didn't want, like, he didn't even want to, like, mm -hmm, blur. Mm -hmm. he wanted to just talk about how he finally did it and all this stuff. And then he just wants a monologue. <laughs> He's all about the talking. And then. She like ran off with Howard the Duck, created like five clones of this guy and said, hey, these are your kids. If you don't let us go, I'm going to say that you're a bad father. And that's like, I can't have tough. people thinking I'm a bad father and then lets them go. Wow. Because he's so obsessed with his image. Wow. And his face is a bell. Face is a bell. Dr. Friggin' Bong. All right, bud. There you are. My number three is typhoid mary oh, that's a good one daredevil villain so she has dissociative identity disorder so most recent example that i can draw from or parallel i can draw is moon knight right he's got multiple personality disorder similar uh similar to typhoid mary uh and in the sense that there's a variety of personalities that come out and with these different personalities come different abilities one of which is uh she can just straight up light people on fire just by thinking about it like boom roasted but literally Jeez. which that's formidable if you can harness that she's crazy and she's quite weird it's a very strange blend of okay so you can light people on fire she's also telekinetic she has the dissociative identity disorder and naturally, she's also a great martial artist. Naturally. Right. Okay. Naturally. Sure. Of course she is. Of course she is. So whatever, dude. Typhoid Mary. There she is. Okay. My number two, speaking of Robbins, my number two is the fatherless. Okay. This is Damian Wayne's twin who is cloned oh, by Talia. Yeah. Yeah. That dude is weird. Oh, Boy, this this is weird and uncomfortable. So Talia Al Ghul, Bruce Wayne get together. Damian Wayne is the result. 
unbeknownst to Bruce or Damien, once Damien comes over to Bruce's side, is that Talia has cloned Damien, okay, and is growing his clone in a uh, incubator tube. And once the once the young young one reaches a certain size, transfers his tube into the belly of a sperm whale, a whale, so that as comics because comics, so that physically he grows to just this gargantuan size. But here's where it, now that it's already plenty weird, right? Hey, okay, you were birthed out of a whale. But he doesn't like get birth. He punches his way out of the whale. And so he's got the body of just a huge, like eight to nine foot tall mammoth in the face of 10 year old Damian Wayne. <laughs> it's super weird and unsettling. It, yeah. The face you're making right now is the correct face to be making, where it's like, yeah. really? Really? This, this and. He kills Damien. Oh, that's why Damien died? <laughs> uh, he kills Damien. Batman eventually takes him down, but then when he takes him down, when he takes the fatherless down, he unmasks him, sees Damien's face atop this mound of mass muscle, and is totally messed up in the head by that. Because his son has just been killed by this fatherless character that wears this mask that you know obscures his face, so no one knows what his face looks like. It's it's an incredibly unsettling sequence of events. So I just feel bad for Bruce's counselor. Ooh, ooh. So super, super weird. Super weird. And this character, we're gonna get into others, okay? Because I think our number one is gonna be the same. Grant Morrison is responsible for fatherless and for who our, I believe our number one is going to be, his Batman runs could have a top five all by themselves. Of weird characters. Of weird villains. I believe that. It's what a, like he's a creative guy, but Grant, you're a little messed in the head, man. Well, there you go. There's my number two. Okay. And my number two is a um, guy by the name of Antoine Deljuan. I'm guessing on that name pronunciation. Love it. Uh, also known as the hypno-hustler. The dude sings disco, hypnotizes people, and then takes their shit and runs. That's it. Why do you even sing disco? I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. The that's like no hustler. Like that's just the best. That's great. It's the best way. I don't like that was his original. I don't know if he like eventually branches out genre wise. Yep. yep. But yeah. Yeah. Number yeah. two. Okay. Hypno hustler. Now, number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this when I heard this list, I automatically went here, mm-hmm. and I'd be curious to see if this is actually the same. I picked the Condiment King. Oh wow! From Batman, nice. The animated series originally, um, but in the comics they named him Mitchell Mayo, which is partially why I wanted to bring this up. The dude <laughs> shoots ketchup and mustard at people. Okay. He eventually does Hard to take seriously. He eventually does die. But uh yeah, in the in the animated series, he was like a comedian that the Joker was jealous of. Mm-hmm. Brainwashed him, made him a villain. Whoops. Picked 
the condiment king, and he had a pickle for a mask. Oh boy! Like uh, that's tough. Yeah that that was the original appearance nope. of the condiment king. Oh my gosh! And he was made as a parody of the all the other 1960s Batman villains. Sure. So sure. So yes. Wow. I'm Good making. for that fucking guy. Well, that's great. I had no idea that was gonna be your number one. It's too weird. But I love it. You use ketchup and it mustard is. as weapons. It's very weird. Why? It's very weird. Why? No. And on that note of why, my number one is Professor Pig. Pig spelled P-Y-G. Okay. Uh, all I have in my notes for Professor Pig is what the actual F. That's all I did. That's all I've got. He was an opera singer and apparently in the circus where he developed an exquisite ability to throw knives this accurately. Is the conversation that started this top so five. Somehow he's bullseye, but dresses as a pig legitimately oinks. Oinks. Dude. Beans. Oinks. Oh, no, I know. Bro. And creates these, the captures and kidnaps people and then burns other people's faces or masks onto these folks. And makes them Dolatrons. And makes them Dolatrons. That's what he calls them, by the way, Dolatron. Oh. Which, again, oh, so creepy. Make sense. No, not, no, it doesn't make sense. Super creepy, super weird. I legitimately wish this character did not exist. And see, this is why he Terrifying. wasn't on my weird list, is because he would be number one on my creepy list. That's fair. Okay, different lists. Different lists. That's I valid. He's weird, but he's way creepier than weird, oh, right? Oh, like, yeah, like I don't want, I don't want an HBO show about him at all. I don't. Do you know how I terrifying that show will be? We just established that I don't like being scared. I think he'd be scarier than the Joker. Yes. No, it's it's messed in the head. I messed in the head. So so weird. Like I I don't understand how someone thinks of any of these characters that we've just listed off and goes running with that great idea. Uh, but these, yeah, the professor pig is just at the top for if me. If you guys want to really creep yourselves out, you boy. Okay. You go to YouTube, Yikes. you Google professor pig Arkham Knight in this video game. Okay. This is the intro to you. Now that's kind of a spoiler, but to the game, but one of the missions, but it came out a while ago. If you haven't yeah. played the game, yeah. that's on yeah. you. So anyways, you do these specific story mode missions and you get to the, the boss fight and when you enter his lair, all you can hear is him singing opera music in the background. Mm -hmm. And then he just, yeah. And then you get in there and he's pretty much talking about how he's working on his like precious dolls, which are the people that he's taken the nerve endings out of. So they can't feel anything. Oh. And then he's in control of them too. So they're like, they're like mannequins, essentially. It's human awful. mannequins. It's, it's it is awful. Terrible. And then while you're, knocking out these unknockable out people right he's throwing knives at you and singing opera the entire time horrifying yep it is horrifying yep. just spooky and just spooky this is why he's weird it's just that move set yeah <laughs> that, like that yeah. toolkit that he has of knife throwing opera singing sur Surgeon, surgical sur expertise. surgical wizardry like yeah no, weird, and, weird and unsettling. So fun topic though. Fun top five. That's a that's a good abstract. That's a fantastic obscure five. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Absolutely love and it. We didn't have a single repeating character. Yeah, that's really that's that might be a first in our top five. That's be. really great. I it love that. Be. 
I did. I dug so deep and I saw doc. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. Love that, it. that was good like, research. I think that was the hardest part though for me was trying to figure out, is this weird or is this creepy yes. or is this dumb? Because those were like the three lines. Like, okay, that's weird, but that creeps me out more. So that's out. And yeah. then there were some that are just, stupid. I was just like, oh, there's so many that are just stupid. There was one, there's, I mean, there was literally one where it's like, the wheel or something mm -hmm. and it's a spider-man villain and he just drives a wheel uh-huh yeah yeah just dumb that's just dumb just dumb yep don't need it don't need it hype no. man infinite dumb. infinite options infinite options infinite possibilities so fun to dig into fun to dig into that <laughs> well hey that's been another fantastic fantastic episode um let's see when we can rally again next uh selfishly i'm i'm moving here in a couple of weeks so we'll see if we can get a get a little potting in we'll but do what we can we'll do what we can but i'm excited for us to see black panther to break that down that's wild that that's just a couple weeks away and wild and yes you've got time to watch that if you dare if you dare so anything else you want to say to the good people i just I, somebody related the audience scores of Black Adam and She-Hulk and the audience scores for like Black Adam was like in the 90s mm. and She-Hulk was in the 30s and then the Rotten Tomatoes scores were like 30 for Black Adam and sure. then like 70 for She-Hulk and the comment was this is why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Not wrong, man. Dude, you gotta watch for audience score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not wrong. Not wrong at um, all. On that note. Uh, love it, love it, love it. We are on YouTube at JP and the Beanstalk. We are um, on TikTok under Magic Beans Productions. Mm. Um, Appreciate you guys it. plugging in. This is great. We love it. Instagram, JP and the Beanstalk. Do it. So it follow, like, share, subscribe, mm -hmm. tell your friends, tell your mm -hmm. friends' friends, and then their grandparents. And even your enemies. Just do it. Bring them all in. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to torture them to do my it. voice, do it. Bring them in. Do it. Do it. That's in my eyeball. Don't go on me. That would be terrible. It would be awful. So on that note, Godspeed. Peace.